0: It came to a point that I just had enough. I was tired. I mean, I can remember up late at night doing drugs, three or four in the morning, and I was in deep fear that I was going to die or I was going to go to prison, which would have killed me. Real life starts now. This is...
1: Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to The Real Life Radio Show. And we're gonna talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we're gonna be talking to a gentleman who was raised in a great family but then fell into drug addiction at the age of 20. He found himself in a pit of despair. Drugs is really not talked about too much and we don't have huge warning signs that tell people like, hey, you know, don't do this, this is a trap of a lifetime. But it truly is similar to a one-way turnstile. Once you're in, it's really hard to get out. And Richard is going to share his life, how he got into drugs, and what happened in his life. Richard, welcome to the show.
0: Sure, thank you for having me.
1: Ah, Richard, so glad you're on our show. Now, I understand before anything that we talk about here that you were like a young preacher man when you were younger at your church. And you had the huge honor of preaching at a super young age. Tell us a little bit about your past.
0: Well, I grew up in the church. I was raised in the church, and I was always preaching to my family as a little kid, four, five, six years old telling them about some of the things that they were doing and that they would go to hell and all that good stuff. So (laughs) anyway, I formally preached my first message. My pastor actually put his robe on me, which he was a big guy. so You can imagine the robe was draped off of me. And I went out. I grew up in a Pentecostal church and I actually preached my first sermon. I think it was about five minutes long. (laughs) But afterwards, it was received well, and a um, few people gave their life to Christ. In fact, that's a whole other testimony. But afterwards, my pastor told me that, you know, you're really not going to be successful at anything but preaching God's Word. Mm. And I took that negatively instead of in a positive way, in essence, where I looked at him as, well, you can't dictate what I can be successful in. So I ran from that preaching calling and I started going down some other roads and ended up going down some pretty dark roads where I started dealing with drugs and that fast life. Uh, Never went to prison, but did things to where I should have been there. It's only by the grace of God that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. But God was always talking to me along the way and saying, you know, that this is not what your life is meant to be. And there were times where I prayed, God, please deliver me from this. But the whole of the drugs and fast lifestyle was just too strong for me. Mm.
1: That is interesting that you kind of reacted to that saying in your life of only preaching and then took a path that was much more painful. When did it all start?
0: I was about 20. I went from as a teen, I had a real normal teenhood and went to school and finished school and and from there is where I kind of took a real turn in my 20s and just went deeper and deeper. I was introduced to, at that time, it was called freebasing. They call it crack cocaine now. But mm. the time I did it, started it, it was called freebasing. And so I was introduced to that by a friend. Mm. And I was instantly hooked, uh-huh. instantly. I never did cocaine or any of that. most I did was marijuana and marijuana. Some other little drugs, but when I did that, I remember, and this was back in 1980, I think I was instantly hooked, and so Uh. I began to dabble with that until it, it, you know, I just totally began to lose control and just went down some deep roads and a lot of emotional pain, a lot of disappointments, stuff that I'm still dealing with with my children because, you know, I was in the streets and not there for them. Mm -hmm. And so my daughter still has some feelings about that. Me and my son are working on our relationship. We have a pretty decent one now, but every now and then it still comes up that you weren't there. Uh. So I'm still dealing with some of that stuff, but it came to a point, I think in 1995, that I just had enough. I was tired. I mean, I can remember up late at night, doing drugs, three or four in the morning, and also having the TV on, listening to the sermons. So I was really in spiritual warfare. Wow. I was in deep fear that I was gonna die or I was gonna go to prison which would have killed me yeah. if I didn't surrender to the God. And that fear was on me for about a month till I actually surrendered. I tried to get some drugs. So the last night I got high and I couldn't find any drugs in the city. amazing. It was only God. Only God.
1: Mm. So today you see it, that God was working in your life, even through the drugs and everything. But then you went to the Salvation Army, right, during this time, right?
0: Yeah, I got up and put my clothes in a trash bag and caught the bus to Salvation Army, Safe Harbor
1: program, six-month program. Wow. So you enroll yourself into their programs, and then something really amazing happened. Is that right?
0: Right. The day that I enrolled into the program that night, I asked God, I said, Lord, I can't do this anymore. If you would just heal me, I can't run. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'll go wherever you say go. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. I'm done. I can't do it. So I went to bed that night and I woke up about three o'clock and I went out into the cafeteria and just started writing some stuff. And later, I found out that it would be a sermon that I would end up preaching at a youth day program. But anyway, I started writing. And so I'm saying, Lord, what am I doing? What am I writing? So anyway, I went back to bed. it was as if the scales had just fallen from my eyes. I didn't walk the same. I didn't talk the same. I mean, I I was a very, very bad cusser. I didn't cuss. I didn't say a cuss word. And it was an amazing transformation.
1: Richard, that is fantastic. And I understand that the Lord set you free completely from the drugs and your past life and then you ended up fulfilling that call to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ anyway. Tell us more about that.
0: Yes. I mean, I was instantly healed. I've never picked up another drug or drink since that time. But immediately, I got busy, and that's, I think, what I needed to do. And I think that's why He healed me the way He healed me, because He had a plan and a purpose for me. And so, immediately, He put me to work, and i started right there in salvation army i started a 12 step of hope meeting where we actually worked the 12 steps but god helped me to be able to work it through the bible to where it was more of a spiritual twist to it and the men gravitated towards it we had 60 men that would come to that class
1: Mm, well that is great richard What would you say to someone who can't get set free from their addictions, whatever it may be, and maybe they're losing hope? What would you say to them?
0: Well, I would tell them that the key is to being tired. And I believe that we serve a God that knows our heart. And when we're tired and we give up, I believe God will come to the rescue. But as long as we continue to control things, it's not going to happen. So, my advice would be to give up, surrender, and allow God to do his work.
1: Mm, That is great. Richard, thank you so much for being on our show. Truly, your life is an encouragement to many who are listening. Thanks so much. Bless you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back right after the break. My friends, this is Evangelist Onlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today, and how He can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere, Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com.
0: Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477.
1: More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. What do you think about this? What I found interesting was that he was stuck to drug addiction until he surrendered it to God. It's when he stopped trying to break the addiction on his own. Now have you ever experienced something like that, where you get caught up in something, you notice there's an unhealthy addiction, but every time you say, this will be the last time I do this, then you mess up and you feel horrible when you do it. And you keep making promises to yourself or even to God and you're like, I won't do this anymore only to find yourself doing it again, and then all the guilt and the condemnation that comes with that just doesn't really help. And I know for me, the only way to truly conquer an addiction to anything is simply not to try. Let me explain. Instead of trying, we should give it to the Lord. If you have an addiction to something and you can't break free from that, I want to encourage you. You can't break free from it on your own, but you can experience freedom if you are willing to surrender that, whatever it is, to the Lord. Let me show you something revealed in the word of God in the Bible. It says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. If you look at that scripture, it reveals a key thing here. When we boast about our infirmities and surrender them to him, then it invites God's power to come and rest upon us. You see, if we live in denial and then secretly inside we're trying to fix it ourselves, nothing is going to happen because it's in our personal strength. And that's why we keep making promises to ourselves or to God and maybe to others, maybe a spouse or whatever, but then we keep failing. But when you truly surrender it to the Lord and you acknowledge and even boast about your weaknesses and confess them to the Lord and even others, the power of Christ will rest upon you and you will receive power from on high to help you to overcome whatever addiction you may be dealing with. Friend, you can't do it on your own. But the good news is, God doesn't want you to do it on your own. He wants to be the one to do it in you and through you. Let's take a moment and pray and confess and acknowledge our addiction. Then let's surrender to the Lord. Amen? Lord Jesus, we come to you. We just come to you empty-handed with this addiction, Lord God. We keep trying and we can't do it. I can't do it, Lord. But Lord Jesus, we take a moment to give it to you and repent of trying to do it on our own. And Lord Jesus, we receive you. We receive this power and we confess that this is the weakness. This is the addiction. We're addicted. Help us to break free, Lord Jesus. We give it all to you. We surrender to you in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched.
0: Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.